Welcome to the long-awaited Cretans Guild 2019 Nerd Playoffs. Our March Madness-style elimination tournament, being held in April, where we determine the greatest male pro wrestler of all time. And now, here are your hosts, Jay, Bob, and Corey, the Cretans Guild. But I don't know what made me think about the uh, the motorcycle uh, undertaker, the underbiker, as he was, uh, uh, what conversationally known as. I liked when he first came back and was the under Quaker, and he had he had like the big Quaker Oats hat. Oh, yeah, where he was right. like twenty pounds <laughs> overweight. Twenties uh, twenties yeah. being very nice. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm feeling nice tonight. That's like me, that's like me saying I'm twenty pounds overweight. You know, it's. Well, he wasn't lifting up any barns at that time. That's a completely other... That's the Amish. Yes, that's the <laughs> Amish. Exactly, right. But some people can't tell them apart. Like, for instance, me. Because <laughs> I'm superficial. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he had like one of those like odd um, papal like, round top hats uh, with a wide brim mm-hmm. uh, when, he, when he came back after the whole uh, dead man... Uh, underbiker uh, bit, right? Correct. Yeah. And he just shows up one night and all of a sudden there's all these purple lights and acolytes and shit and all this other stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, that's right. They buried him and then he rose from the dead because that's that's narrative. That's how he he, do. Yeah. But here's the (laughs) thing. This is what this is what has me really confused now, because now I'm now I'm kind of wondering if there is like some uh, Haitian voodooan undercurrent to his uh, previous persona. Uh, as the Undertaker, he just kind of vanished at some point, right? Like after the Steve Austin feud, and then he came back as the Underbiker. Well, when he, I remember his the last thing he was involved with uh-huh. was a tag team with the Big Show. Okay. He got in an argument with Vince McMahon. He said, "Screw it, I'm gone." And then uh-huh. he w- went and had surgery and was gone for months and months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like sticking to the narrative, how do you go from being dead to being <laughs> a uh, to being a hick? <laughs> I'm, I'm, um, I'm not able to make this correct. For one thing, if if like rigor mortis is set in, okay, go ahead. All right, I have a theory. Okay, theorize. Nine eleven. Nine eleven. No. no? Uh, under, so, Underbiker so, was much before that. Was it? Oh yeah, because remember he was uh, still the Underbiker when he had that. Oh wait a minute. Let me. Th- I'm no, thinking of the 7 7 no, bombing. No, you are right. You are right. Because I was living in uh, that large studio off of Knowles over there. And that was before 2000. That was at the tail end of 99. This is also hmm. at about the time that they began uh, kind of not bringing ECW wrestlers over as ECW wrestlers, but kind of like bring, like Spike Dudley showed up and Mike Awesome and a couple of other people. Uh, but, or wait, was Mike Awesome with the WCW purchase? Awesome was awesome was WCW. Okay, yeah, uh, the American Baddest debuted in two thousand. So yeah, that that blows my theory out of the water. But. Yeah, but okay, Rhino showed up and he was actually with uh, like Kurt Angle and Edge for some reason. Yeah, he showed while. up before the ECW acquisition, <laughs> which was which was a pretty great run. Um, so yeah, there was like now you were thinking like metatextually, right? Like they couldn't do the well, Dead Man anymore because people. No, I was I was honestly just going with the okay. You're using the American Badass name. You're using the American Badass song. Uh-huh. Uh Vince, to a fault, is uber patriotic for because you know he's old and white and rich. Right. So yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It, it made sense to me that after nine eleven, they would bring in. Well, now let's make our biggest star, Mister America. You know, yeah. Like. And so. Mister America to them is somebody who you could allege uh, makes his own meth. 
and smokes it out of a carburetor. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, there's, there's no doubt. Because Hell's Angels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, I've never met any actual Hell's Angels in my entire life. I am just being very judgmental. I like that you're clarifying that. Like, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> just to any of our Hell's Angels listeners out there. Yeah, exactly. You know, just to keep these other two out of the douchebag blast radius that I'm that I'm uh, that I'm igniting right now. It's just it's just me making crass assumptions about everyone's character tonight because that's what I'm doing. By the way, <laughs> I, I can just see the Hell Angel guys sitting around a campfire. What podcast are you listening to? <laughs> that's oh, man, rather insensitive. So so you know mo- most days I'm uh, I'm in for you know wait wait don't. T- Tell me from PBS or for, 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 for NPR, uh, and then uh, then of course I, I do I do like uh, uh, casual sex. That's the, that's what it's called, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like that one, uh, but I just discovered this new one with a bunch of uh, fucking gringo dweebs talking about nerd shit. Uh, they're they're pretty goddamn good though. They're funny. They're 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 funny as shit. <laughs> Now, if you'll excuse me, it's time for me to honk around back to Lake Wobegon and listen to some heartfelt <laughs> tales. Oh, hey, hey, did you catch that new Terry Gross interview on Fresh Air? Why, I did not, Craig. What? <laughs> Pray tell. <laughs> what enlightening conversation was she having in that interview? Well, you know, she sat down and they discussed, uh, uh, you know, she was... She was talking to uh, you've heard of um, uh, 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 Daryl. You you were yeah, God. What was that guy's name that ran that one company? Bob, I'm throwing you a lifeline here because I can't think of any names off the top. Donald Trump. <laughs> no, not no, him. It, it was no. it was it was one of the it was one of the cocks, wasn't it? The, I don't co- know first names because they're just cocks to me. <laughs> <laughs> she, it's. Covering I, it with I, a why can't I not think of anybody? Uh, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me look at my bookshelf. Uh, well, <laughs> perhaps if you had watched the documentary, The Smartest Guys in the Room, like I had kept suggestion to you over the last <laughs> ten years, you would have a little bit, a little bit of material with which to bounce off. But- okay, all right, all right, I remember now. I remember. So okay, you, well. you, you remember uh, that that tall uh, eraser head looking fuck that ran Nintendo, Reggie Phil's Amy. Oh, Indeed, I do, and I believe right, you have mispronounced his name intentionally in order to uh, in order to uh, somewhat uh, destabilize his character, or at least my understanding of. No, no, no. Okay, well, well, well I feel had, all kinds of awkward now. I'm sorry. And his giant fucking squash, <laughs> uh, and they were they were they were discussing the finer points of frittatas, and it was great. <laughs> That's fantastic. It was did fucking they, wonderful. Did they clarify wow. whether or not you could actually land a drone on top of that flat head of his? Well, it's actually if you if you saw uh you know our 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 amazing president but go peace number four to five. <laughs> he, he said something the other day about how we can't even uh we can't even fly fucking airplanes off our aircraft carriers. And uh, that's because we're using Reggie's fucking head. <laughs> I don't think we've ever carried a joke this far before. We are a pair of complex stereotypes, Craig. I, I just I, realized that. I would that. like to point out uh, uh-huh. there, uh, Bob, that yes, we have, uh, because uh, <laughs> Watson and Sherlock debuted in 1999 at 3 a.m. on a road trip to fucking Walmart. <laughs> 
I like this, though. These guys are apparently ardent NPR <laughs> listeners, but both apparently Trump voters as well. We, well, you, you got to keep your enemies close. You, got, you don't find that kind of nuance in modern day political discourse anymore, especially when it comes to like a crude ass skitting like we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never I, I never said I was a Trump supporter. Oh, oh, oh. I, 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 excuse me for making that assumption. I've only known well, you for Well, I mean, like, you're right. I just never actually uh, said that, it. That's my boy. Now, you are know, you I've, gonna... I've seen that magna fanny pack of yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Bob, uh, but manga is stuff that I read when I'm feeling randy at 4 a.m. And also, uh, yeah, it costs it's costly to import. I does, believe you're does talking Randy about, know you're feeling him at 4 a.m. while reading manga? It, well, he does now, and I'm sorry to have to drop that on you in this way. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But, uh, yes, that is a MAGA fanny pack, and I had that custom made. They don't even sell those at the White House. I Shockingly. I said manga fanny pack. I was very confused. <laughs> Well, yes, that's that's that was the joke. <laughs> it was a Sailor Moon version. <laughs> I got it down in Sturgis. <laughs> well, this guy's reading Sailor Moon. Meanwhile, I'm standing over here like to somebody say goblins. Shit, cousin. And right, scene. And scene. I know. I was kind of waiting for Bob to seg on to that. He actually, you actually saw Goblin Slayer, didn't you? I did. Yeah. And I made it through that first episode. Which is a hard fucking watch, isn't yes. it? <laughs> if you can make it past that first one, you're golden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was fucking, that was hardcore. The manga is way worse, by the way. Oh, Jesus, Ooh. Bob. Thank you so much for saying we need to start recording because yeah. that was goddamn <laughs> gold right there. Holy shit. Now, oh. go ahead and edit your way around that mess. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Have Leave fun. that, all that shit in. Hey, this is episode 56 of the Neuronaut Podcast. Is it? <laughs> is that the podcast that we're doing? That's okay. a podcast. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, see you next yeah, week. Don't say. Well, welcome to Craig, Daryl, and Bob's Adventures in, around <laughs> well, the campfire. The, or what are you, Bob? Or... <laughs> My Bob in every universe, in every reality. Uh, you, no, you're you're like Uatu the Watcher. You're you're Bob the <laughs> you're Bob the producer. I guess I don't know. It's, he's, he's the guy that sits at the campfire watching these three idiots fucking bark at each other and not knowing what to say or how to interject. No, you're you're also sitting over there by the cooler, going, "Where the fuck did Randy go?" <laughs> I'm over here. <laughs> I forgot, Randy's the pug. Okay. <laughs> we do this to entertain ourselves. Screw yes. the listeners yes. at this point. Yeah, you know, fucking, what, is there a rundown? I don't know. Oh, yeah, there's some things. I don't know. Um, is there? I haven't even looked. Uh, there is. There's a couple of things going on. I think the only really big, there's a couple, of, not really even big pieces of news. Some things have happened. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, we're part of the Somebody's Network. Yeah. yeah one of those Somebody's Crumb just chimed in on our live Facebook or live uh, YouTube. Uh-huh. Uh, Bob, the producer, needs to be a gimmick where Bob, the builder, is ousted from the construction industry. <laughs> <laughs> well, where the fuck is Bob, the builder, going to go? Times are tight, goddammit. At least keep him on as a consultant or something. He's not actually that much of a builder. He's about as good at building as Dora is at exploring. Uh, okay, did did anyone see the Door of the Explorer trailer for the live action film? Yes. Uh, the trailer does not look terrible. No, 
No, it actually, like, I watched it and I was like, if I had no idea what Dora the Explorer was, yeah. that would be a cute looking film. Yeah, it looked like a kid's movie. Yeah, 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 it look, it, it's a cute kid's film. Like, I watched it, I was like, that is significantly better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, I thought it was going to be a kid looking right dead in the camera and just screaming at you and just waiting for you to respond. <laughs> <laughs> if there isn't at least one of those jokes during the movie, though, I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> I just want to know what scene is taking place where she's like brandishing a fucking like seven inch long Bowie knife (laughs) or a 45 caliber. That's Dora the Eviscerator. Dora the Tomb Raider. Unless she's exploring somebody's rib cage with that bad bastard. Anyway, I'll believe you because I am unironically looking forward to Detective Pikachu. And at least Detective Pikachu looks so good. Yeah, I am upset with how much I want to see this. Yeah. And the, the, the same person that directed that directed another kid's movie that kind of surprised me when I went and saw it, which was Goosebumps. And I know I've talked enough about that. Wait, the dude behind Goosebumps did is doing Detective Pikachu? Yeah. Yeah, Rob no Letterman. shit. Yeah, that's why he didn't do Goosebumps 2, which was kind of sad. And Goosebumps 2 looked like some bad shit, so I didn't even bother. Oh. Uh, but yeah, and then when you think about like two other kids movies that have come out in recent years that kind of like blo- that have kind of like blown my socks off, both the Lego movies. No, well, mm-hmm. all three of the Lego movies. Except for Ninjago. And that's like, you, these movies didn't need to be as good as they ended up being. So, yeah. Didn't I, did, matter. I, didn't, I didn't hate the Ninjago movie, but mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it, you know, I'm going into it completely blind. I know nothing about the property. So it's no, like. No, no, it, it, was, it, was it was just like that. It was, it was about as good or maybe even a little bit better as like the straight to DVD or straight to Netflix ones. Sure. But when the other movies have set the bar as high as they have, especially the Batman movie. Which successfully redefined an icon that keeps getting redefined generation by generation again, but like, like a, for a third time within one generation, that's that's pretty goddamn impressive. Like those guys are churning out some stellar products. So, so to to switch gears a little bit off of, mm-hmm. off of kids movies because I don't want to lose the thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of redefining icons, did anybody see the Joker trailer? Yeah, I did today. Yeah, but I was like, I didn't know what to expect, and I'm really looking forward to it because it looks like some. Like, seriously classic, like, late 70s uh, uh, crime shit to me. Which is kind of like how I got into The Dark Knight. And I know it's, like, more of that than whatever, but as long as it's, like, got a a different spin or at least builds upon what was previously established, then, yeah, I'm fucking all in on that shit. And Joaquin Phoenix was a good pick. So, so the Joker film, uh, I liked it. I, I thought the I thought the trailer looked really solid. Um, mm-hmm. It is uh, appropriately dark because the Joker origin story should not be bright and cheery unless it's the Lego Joker. Yes, um, true. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I thought it looked good. I thought it looked really neat. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't at all what I expected because I did not like a lot of the screenshots we were getting. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing it in action uh, works. It's kind of the opposite of like the, the, the initial pictures we saw of Michael Bay's Optimus Prime. Uh-huh. You know, it's just like the face where it's like, oh, this doesn't look too bad. And then you see it in action. and It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was underwhelming is kind of. Not a powerful enough descriptor of yeah. that feeling. That yeah, I know. And there's been enough shit on Michael J. Mike, Michael J's no, uh, Michael Bay's Transformers over the past decade or so. Anyway. No, not enough. Th- not enough. <laughs> you sure. I think the Bumblebee was a pretty damn proper course correction. I am willing to say that's not part of the. Even though it is, I, I want to say it's not part of that universe. I think that's like uh, Transformers Kelvin timeline for the Star Trek films. Oh, I like mm. that. Like it's it's taken a it's taken a sharp dog leg into something that's decent. Yeah. So Crum asks, have any of you completed the hoverbike level on Battletoads? Yes, one time, Crum. 
Yeah. I was like 12. Uh, and I beat it. And then I died the next level and had no lives left. And I've never played Battletoads again. That's fucking demoralizing <laughs> as hell. But even but Battletoads is kind of like the, uh, the, the perfect description of what I'm talking about here. Because if you play that, that one's like pattern, rec- pattern memorization to the T. Mm-hmm. You know? And there's not yeah. a whole lot to expect. If, if, if you're good with like Guitar Hero, you've got the Battlefield's uh, jet ski level down. Or hover yeah. bike level down, whatever the fuck those things were. Yeah, if if you can if you can put together a decent string on on hard on uh, on Guitar Hero, you're right, you're you're fine. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll into uh, into, into something nice that we're talking about here as as we we roll on down the uh, the rundown here. Uh, big news. Well, not I guess it's not really big news, but it's it's big news to the three of us because we're all super fans of the series. Uh, Shantae Five was announced this week. Uh, yes, which is fucking wonderful. Uh, I can't <laughs> wait to play it. Um, I, I I love the Shantae series. We all do. I mean, it's it's a great series of games. So uh, it being announced is wonderful. What's what console are you guys going to get it for? Switch already done. Nice. So I so I can take Shantae with me. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's kind of been like a staple of the Shantae series for me since the GBC one, which I didn't own until like maybe three years ago. Um, but like on up to uh, Director's Cut, which I got for the 3DS, and then Pirate's Curse, which I got for the 3DS. Half Genie Heroes on the Switch. I'll get this shit on the Switch. Shantae belongs in your backpack. There's no other way about it. Agreed. Bob. And that's the bottom line, etc. <laughs> I I can't compete against that. I mean, I thought about getting on my, play, play, uh, my PS4, but no. I better get it on my Switch now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, wouldn't it be, be cool if they actually implemented like a like a co-op play of some kind? Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? Yes, it would. But that would uh, that would entail Sony playing ball, and Sony don't lock anybody up in its clubhouse. Well, I just I just want to be able to play with you guys online on the Switch. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, I God, Di- Monaco on the if Switch. It's, if it's in there, <laughs> I call dibs on Risky Boots because um, I'm getting it on Switch as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just hope that this leads to uh, an amiibo. I want a Shantae Amiibo. Yes, oh, that, yeah. would, that would be nice. That would be I just nifty. want Shantae merch, really, is kind of what it boils down to. Like, all the Shantae merch. You did see the uh, the Guru, whatever the hell it was called, the Guma Ruin or whatever. The, it, it, was, it was basically like a PVC statue, but articulated, that no. I posted to Slack a little while ago. Mm-mm. I'll put it up at some point. No, I don't remember that either. Well, because they put out, by the way, I get Roddy Tops. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. all right. Which means uh, I guess I'll have to take Shantae then. Yep, you got to be fun. svelte with an impression with an impressively uh, uh, prehensile ponytail, and you better be you better be working on your belly dancing. What? Just saying. Crumb, I'll need your help for that one. <laughs> Good. When is, Go to what the is pros. the release date for it? Uh, this year. Okay, that's yeah, all was, we got so far. <laughs> it was just teased, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, they 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 just kind of like dropped a tweet. They're like, oh yeah, by the way, Shantae Five totally happening. Well, they, they, they announced it the same day as Apple announced Apple Arcade, um, because it's going to be on Apple Arcade. Um, uh-huh, right. Which which is fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely, it, it's a Switch purchase. Here we are. I found it. Um, did you also notice that this was the first installment of Shantae that went with enumeration rather than just uh, uh, with a subtitle? That might change before it comes out. Yeah, it, it'll change before it comes out. They probably just haven't settled on the uh, on the title yet. I don't know. They pose that ponytail pretty definitively. Well, sure. That's a good teaser. And they also changed the character design, it seems. Because with Half Genie Hero, they were going for something that's, that was a bit closer to SD. That's but, pretty cool. Um, yeah, well, they also, got, uh, they also got Rowdy Tops and I think Risky Boots. 
No, they don't have a risky boots. Yes, it's just her and Roddy Tops. But yeah, I want a three pack of them. Yeah, you know, as amiibos. Yeah, uh, that Roddy <laughs> is great. Mm-hmm. Moving on, did you guys see that David Harbour was cast in the Black Widow film? No, I'm, I'm just glad they cast a Black Widow film. <laughs> yeah, me too. Right? Um, yeah, because so, they've been beating around that bush for long enough. Yeah. yeah. That, so that happened today. Uh, what what else is going on? Um, oh, uh, Shazam drops tomorrow. Fucking finally. Okay, Shazam. Um, That's two movies I got to get caught up on because I wanted to see Us this last weekend, um, and I hope that isn't like. I, there's a there's a little part of me that's kind of like Jordan Peele stuff is getting overhyped because the last time last two times I saw two very well um, regarded horror movies it was the Baba Duke which was Baba shit and uh, there was Hereditary which was not bad but the ending was whack as fuck like I don't mean like in a Ringu uh, the Grudge sort of a way which. You know, with those two movies, you can be like, well, anything happens throughout the entire movies and the rule sets are pretty flexible. And that's from Go. This movie, like, sets a pretty rigid set of rules for itself. But then by the end of the movie, you're like, well, that can't happen because this is supposed to be this way. And that certainly can't be happening because this is supposed to be this way. So is it just wiping its ass with our faces all of a sudden? Hmm. Well, fuck this. So... Uh, having said that, that those two, I'm kind of hoping that like, uh, get out, which I still want to see and haven't done. And us, uh, uh, I guess they're like the return to like, uh, I don't know, Shyamalan's classic form. I know it's Jordan Peele, but a lot of people are comparing the two nowadays and, uh, that there isn't like a complete robbery of an ending with either one of them. Because I, I, I've been really jonesing for like a good solid, uh, horror flick with, you know, something a bit heavier, uh, on the screenplay. In recent years. Well, that's all you. Um, okay, yes, that's yeah, true. Cause, okay, cause correct. I, I, have, I have no interest or desire to see either of those. As I pointed out earlier today on Twitter, I don't like being scared. So Yeah, and then I posted a picture of Dan Aykroyd with a prosthetic penis nose. Yes, you sure did. You sure did. <laughs> Which wasn't scary so much as moderately intriguing. Um, <laughs> it was a film called Nothing But Trouble. It's uh, Oh, I, I know what it's from. Okay, you know what it's from. All right, yeah. good. I, I, think, I knew think, exactly what it was goodness. from. I was about yeah, to be really disappointed in myself that I never told you about that. But no, yeah. that's that's actually the third time this week I've seen that image too. Really? Yeah, just randomly like I saw I saw it as a comment on Deadspin, <laughs> which I thought was fucking fantastic, and then uh-huh. I saw it somewhere else uh, uh-huh. on Reddit. Someone posted it as a comment, and, I was and then like, suddenly I'm I'm dropping it, the prosthetic dick on you. It's Dick Nose Week, apparently. Okay, yeah, well, I guess <laughs> keep a Kleenex. It follows uh, Shark Week, apparently. <laughs> Wait, did you say bottled shark week? Follow shark week. I did. We just come up with like yet another euphemism for the penis. Make it a t-shirt. Yeah, this, this dude's got his bottle shark out at the beach. That's kind of messed up. Well, we. Well, honey, we are in Spain. <laughs> or Cocoa Beach. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we're going to take a quick break and uh, toss it over to our friends at the Somebody's Network so you can hear from them. Uh, And now we are going to pause a moment for station identification. Greetings, heathens and harlots. I'm Crumb, and I host the Casual Sex with Crumb Show, the least discreet podcast on the web, bringing the world sex positivity, kink, adult news, and ample chatter about butt stuff. I'm here to educate and watch porn. If this sounds appealing, find me at casualsexwithcrumb.com 
and on all major podcast platforms. I hope to slide between your ears soon, and in the meantime, if you can't be good, be good at it. Uh, as as we are talking about implied masturbation, I want to say uh, thank you to uh, Crump for that uh, identification <laughs> there. As we we uh, we come back from a break about casual sex with Crump, but we are we are uh, we are of course talking uh, about and, and in the midst of our playoff bracket for the greatest male wrestlers of all time. And Bob, you have all the matchups. I really yep. hope because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have not only the matchups, I have the fan results, so but uh, ours still count. Yes, the fan results. So we get to see how they count, how they voted. And no bots were involved this time, I can promise that one. Also known as, the fan results known as the fuck you people, you always choose wrong. Um, <laughs> so so let's, let's go on here. Uh, Bob, what is the first matchup we're encountering in the first half of the bracket? Let's start in the territory era, okay. where we have number one Andre the Giant versus Vern Gagne. The fans voted Andre the Giant. Uh, I can't argue that result. Uh, Vern Gagne, uh, he's a pioneer of the sport, but uh, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup if he had a gun to my head. So same here. I, I honestly <laughs> just I, I imagine that he looks kind of like um, I don't know. He looks like someone's <laughs> grandpa. He looks like, like someone who owns an Italian <laughs> restaurant. I guess you know, kind of like a blockhead, really like slopey, just. You know, beefy looking. He looks dude. like the kingpin from Spider Verse. He looks like the kingpin from Spider Verse, <laughs> essentially, but with a flatter nose and you know cauliflower ears. Sure, right. All right. Oddly enough, I think you did just describe him. D- did I? I probably. Okay, I, need to, I need to see a picture of this bloke here. Hold on a second. Vern Gagne. Vern Gagne. Jesus Christ! That's a- <laughs> that's. How the did everybody did back then just did everybody back then just look the same? Yeah, I basically. <laughs> That's why people like Gorgeous George stuck out because like, oh, who, who's this poofter with the curly hair? Jesus H. It was like they had a. It was like it was like humanity had like a, like categorical molds of like groups of six for each gender, and then like at the time they kind of reused dead people, poured them into the molds back then, just hammered out new ones that just looked a little bit different. Than the previous generation, like look at looking looking at a lot of black and white photos, and so many people res- will resemble each other. It's like the body snatchers was real, but it took <laughs> but it took place during the industrial revolution, and we killed all of them and somehow replaced humanity. We don't know how. Oh shit, I'm a clone. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> you non clones continue to speak. I'll just kind of right. sit back and ponder the uh, nature of my existence. <laughs> all right, so I think we're pretty much in agreement. Andre the Giant moves on. Yep. Aside from our clone uh, body pod Vern Gagne mm-hmm. guy. Uh, up next, we have uh, Harley Race, uh, the owner of the Texas Roadhouse versus Pat Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> that Harley Race. I'm glad you qualified it. Table six needs more scones. <laughs> Sc- Scones? Apparently, the Texas Roadhouse does breakfast now. <laughs> Brunch. Oh my god, Brunch. I would be there tomorrow if they did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Here's our rodeo mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a mimosa, but Biff stuck his dick in it. Because <laughs> we don't know where the stars went. For God's sakes. 
We don't know how to close this restaurant up right, and we don't know what the fuck we're doing with this whole franchise. All right, boy, shine that dick up. We got action at table seven. <laughs> Nobody wants to bartend for Texas Roadhouse anymore. <laughs> they all want to work at Montana Mike's. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Because the tips there are really good. Uh, all right. So it was Harley Race versus somebody, I'm assuming. It's Pat Patterson. Pat, Pat, um, all right. The fans chose. The fans chose Harley Race. Uh, I would say they chose correctly in this case. Yeah, because uh, because his restaurant knows how to make a good mimosa. And a damn good scone. <laughs> yep. And... For a brief word from our sponsor here, we're not as degenerate as Texas Roadhouse, Montana Mike's. <laughs> I took a shit right on your steak, Montana Mike's. Montana Mike's. <laughs> they put that on their marquee. <laughs> our sodomies for pleasure only, Montana Mike's. <laughs> a glory hole in every booth. <laughs> We're just two two matches in, and we've lost it. Uh, I see this. I'm just trying to alleviate some anxiety about which one of us is going to get called in the HR first tomorrow. <laughs> oh God. Oh Jesus. All right. Who's the next match? For God's right, sake. Next just... matchup. Uh, good one here. Terry Funk versus Bob Backlund. Uh, uh-huh. The listeners went with Terry Funk. Ding. Yep. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. The next matchup, an interesting one. Bruno San Martino versus Jerry the King Lawler. And Jerry the King was voted in by the listeners. Uh, see, this is this will be the first one I disagree with those idiots on. Um, <laughs> because they're voting for Jerry Lawler because they remember him fondly as a commentator. Um, yes, yes. And, <clears throat> sorry, San Martino held the title forever. I think a cumulative nine years. Yeah, so Bruno's significantly more important to, to wrestling than than Lawler is. Hold on a second. That dude held... Wait, which belt was this? This is for the WWE, right? Yep. WWF. WWF. And he held on to that fucking thing for nine years? Yeah. I think he held on to it for seven years, got hurt, and then won it again and carried it for another two or three years after that. And still drew a crowd. Yeah. Oh, every night in Madison Square Garden. I feel bad that I voted for Lawler now. I didn't know that. Because I, was, I wasn't thinking about Lawler uh, in terms of what he did like uh, during the Attitude Era and stuff. I was thinking about the cross-promotional uh, mobilization sure. that he was able to get going with Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah. And bringing a wrestler to a wider audience through that sort of, I know, admittedly. There's no denying his impact on the industry. Yeah. I mean, it was sensationalistic and stuntery and probably gave Vince McMahon Jr. a whole lot of bad ideas. But Wrestling. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um but that was kind of why I was thinking about I was thinking about Lawler in those terms, like how much exposure he was uh, he was able to generate for the sports. Sure. As it is known. Business. Business. Yes. Oh, the industry. Well, do you want to change that vote or you want to keep with it? Because you're entitled already, to if you want. Hey, I already voted. It's Lawler. Or it was Lawler for me. So. Okay. So swing vote goes to me. All right. Bruno basically carried the entire North American uh, interest. Back then, but Jerry Lawler, not many guys uh, rose up through um, the small towns markets like he did. It, well, think about think about it this way: if Lawler attracted new crowds, it would it would be somebody like a dude who had held on to the title for nine fucking years to keep them. Well, the other thing is Bruno was a draw, uh-huh. but that's only because they didn't have like a a, a really good uh, heel to go up against him. 
he didn't really have the biggest matchup he had in his lifetime was when he had to drop the belt to whoever. I think it was Ivan Volkov or Sukov. I think. Uh, that I, yeah, that's it. I think they had to. He had to drop it to him, and that was like the biggest headline for this guy in the history. It's like he br- beat Bruno, and that made a, him a character on of his own. Hmm. So I'm not sure if just if Bruno just didn't have the competition, or he just com- was so commandful of the crowd. Uh, boy, this is one. This is a really tough one for me. I'm gonna say Bruno on this one hey. by the slimmest of nar- margins. Hey, Bruno, hey. you got the vote. Bruno hey, fucking Tino. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's more George Carlin shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the rock and wrestling. The first round. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, good luck on this one. We got Macho Man. Randy Savage versus Jake the Snake Roberts. Mm-hmm. Macho Man won this with the, with the listeners. Okay. They're, uh, they're right. Okay. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, Jake's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, Macho yeah. Man changed the industry. Like, it's... Zero Jake the Snake gifts. That's I, not true. I don't really know if that's important or not, but... There's one where he sicked the snake on Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, that's technically... I call that a Macho Man gif. Yeah. Because... Yeah, uh, people. It, so, so you don't you don't get uh, you don't get Jake the Snake uh, being reenacted by OK Go, but you do get the Macho Man being well, reenacted yeah, by yeah, OK yeah. Go. That's... So, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next matchup we have Roddy Roddy Piper versus Hulk Hogan. <sighs> Fuck. Wow. I uh, hope Piper got this. <laughs> what did the listeners go with? The listeners went with Piper. Holy shit! You the best. Thank you. Not that I hate Hogan, I just really like Piper. Well, you, he makes it Ho- very hard. Ho- Hogan's to good like. to hang out with at a sushi restaurant. Yeah, um, that's true <laughs> because he doesn't talk to anybody. I I gotta go with Hogan on this one as much as it kills me. Um, <laughs> I like Piper better, but mm-hmm. Hogan was much more important to the industry. That mm-hmm. in a business that's all about self promotion, he was able to he was able to amplify it to heretofore unknown levels mm-hmm. when he was working. I agree. I just like Piper more. Oh, I, I do too. I'm, sh- I'm shallow, but fucking... <laughs> I think that a lot of... I think if, if, if we wanted to try to like rope Piper's uh, influence into the equation at least a little bit, I don't think that Hogan would have been as well known if he didn't have a strong heel like Piper to play off of for a little while. Oh, completely True. agreed. Yeah, because the only two people that I can remember Hogan uh, in a work against are either Andre the Giant or Piper. I guess at some point he was with Macho Man or he was tag teaming with Macho Man. I don't know if they ever both, feuded both. or what. Both? both? Yep. Okay. It, yeah, it was a massive storyline. All right. Now, outside of those three, who the fuck else was there? Sid Vicious. Iron uh, Sheik, Undertaker. Undertaker. Oh, Iron Sheik. Wow, Undertaker? Oh, yeah. I the one at Ultimate Warrior. Um, Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, he was feuding with Slaughter? I thought Slaughter was a face for a, a while. Yeah, I think that was WrestleMania 7 matchup. That's when Sergeant oh. Slaughter became the Iraqi traitor and backed Iraq in the war. Classy. Yeah. All right. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Was, the ones uh, you mentioned were like hit the, the, the pinnacle of his of his history, but yeah, he's he, he's had other storylines. The golden age for Sterling Golden. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, Piper was one of those three. Yes. That's the excuse that I'm going with. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. I'm going to have to go with Hogan myself just because I don't want to. But yeah, his impact on the business, his mic work, his ring work, it got the crowd going. Yep. It, it did its job. And so did he. Um, yeah. He was a, he was an emotive nuke. I'll, yeah. I'll grant you that. 
Yeah, I think just based on his impact on the business more than anything else, because if you think of like who's like the Stonehenge of wrestling, he's reluctantly he's on it. The Mount Rushmore of wrestling? <laughs> no, no, no. We're sticking with Stonehenge. With, with the Stonehenge, because that's a, that's at least a good like thirty. That. That's at least a good thirty-eight wrestlers. If you want, if you want to be technical, <laughs> I just like the idea of Hulk Hogan standing on top of the one that was like across the top. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something, oh. me, Gene. I can't fucking get down. I lost my ladder. <laughs> oh, but Lex Luger is at least one of the uh, supportive pillars because <laughs> because that finisher of his is lame as shit. But it does look it does look very functional. It looks comfortable as hell. It looks yeah. great for my back. The torch, <laughs> yes, the torture rack. Yeah. What if what if he uh, opened up a chiropractor's <laughs> practice somewhere in a, like St. Petersburg, and he's like the busiest office on the beach. <laughs> That's why we haven't heard from him in 20 years. Yeah, that, and he sucked at wrestling. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's all, there's also that. God, you gotta guy this. You gotta try this guy out. He doesn't use any equipment or anything, and we're pretty sure he's unlicensed. But he, what he does <laughs> is he he lifts you up in the air, and you have to put on a pair of like nose pinchers because he smells like tan. And um, <laughs> <laughs> he smells like the color tan. <laughs> I meant to say like tan or cream or whatever the fuck it's called. Bronzer. That shit. Um, and he just lifts you up and all of a sudden, boom, C4, straight as a board. Anyway. Uh, that chiropractor oh, smells down, like beige. Yeah. <laughs> he smelled like beige. I don't know. He smells kind of like an off orange, more or less. Beige by Lex Luger. <laughs> And now he's uh now he's getting into the perfume business. <laughs> all right, all right. Who's the next one? Sorry. All right. Good luck on this one, guys. We have Dusty Rhodes versus Mister Perfect. Listeners went Dusty. I think I went Dusty too. I, I just don't know that much about Mister Perfect. Are right. Yeah. Um, I, I like Hennig, but Dusty's much more important because he he was instrumental in getting a lot of uh, NXT established. Correct. Yep. Oh yeah. His kid mm-hmm. is running AEW. Like it's mm-hmm. and that's all directly because of Dusty's influence. Plus, uh, he gave birth to Gold Dust, which is that industry's biggest question mark. I think his wife did, <laughs> or his wife did. What if they are one and the know same what? person? I would believe Dusty Rhodes probably did. <laughs> you know something, baby? I was in labor for forty-seven hours <laughs> when I was birthing Dusty, and all he is now is a gold question mark, baby. I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to flip flop and fly out of here. Bye bye, baby. That man wearing a LeMay jumpsuit, baby, and I just don't like it. <laughs> I fucking love his Dustin. Dusty Rose. It just fucking kills me. Alright, next matchup we got uh, Ric Flair versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That's Flair. It's, yeah. It's, it's I don't even Flair. have to say who the listeners voted for. We know who that is. Yeah, I know. It's Flair. Damn it. Oh, well. All right, that's the first round of half the bracket. Let's go mm-hmm. back up. Let's continue with this entire half of the bracket. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, back up to the second round, we have Andre the Giant versus Harley Race again. Oh, Andre. Yeah, Andre. Pretty sure. Yeah. Because I really like that comic book that was written about him. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. good. <laughs> Shit, that guy was at C2E2. I could have gotten that thing fucking signed. Eh. Oh, the author. The author of the graphic novel, yes. <laughs> okay. no, Andre, Andre the, the Giant's reanimated corpse <laughs> yes. was there. <laughs> Which, there would be a line throughout the entire city of Chicago to yes, see. Yes, there would. The entire Magmile, and I'm pretty sure a good chunk of 64, would just have people lined up. And it's everybody, everybody that's, like, cars are abandoned. 
everybody's wanting to see. Like, living, he was the eighth wonder of the world. You get to see the ninth. And that's a dead eighth wonder of the world. <laughs> or, a re- or a reanimated one. See, I'm thinking, is he zombie or is he still, like, did somebody just exhume him? No, no, no. He's totally zombie. He's totally zombie, right? Yeah. Which means he's still articulate and stuff. And that means yeah, he's, people- ta- he's taking photos. There's bits of, like, uh-huh. flesh falling off. Yeah, he's reciting lines from Princess Bride. Yeah. Farting. Charging, yeah, he's charging and successfully like $1,000 per photo. Still wearing the singlet. <laughs> Still wearing the singlet. <laughs> which is difficult to keep up because, you know, his shoulder flesh keeps slipping off. And he farts a lot. And he farts so much. I mean, you thought it was bad when he was alive. <laughs> when he had intestines. When he had intestines. Now it's just a big gaseous fucking crevice. It's constantly letting itself out. <laughs> this is morbid as hell. <laughs> All right, next pick. Next up, we got Terry Funk versus Bruno San Martino. Funk, Bruno. All right, um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Funker with this one. Ah, yep. curse you! You're going to go Funker, <laughs> are you? He just wants to do the impression. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't. Oh, oh you're not yet. sick. Yeah, he hasn't had he hasn't had any cookie puss recently, <laughs> which will make you talk like. Oh, did I just coin a new euphemism? <laughs> Maybe. Shit. All right. All right, let's just wrap this one up right here of the uh, Territory Era Championship. Uh, Andre the Giant versus Terry Funk. <laughs> Andre. Well, that's Andre the Giant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I, th- I think we're beginning to see a little bit of a pattern here. Which is right. kind of funny. The way I pretty much uh, viewed it is don't look at it as a head-to-head matchup between mm-hmm. two wrestlers. Look at it like... Who was more impactful on the business? Who was better mic work? Who was better ring work? Who had the better entrance? And uh, just your personal preference at that point. And with that being said, I would still go with Andre. The better entrance. All he has to do is fucking walk into the arena. No music needed. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I don't f- think he needed it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that wasn't that his thing? Like, they didn't even play any music when they walked him out? Yep. Well... They didn't have music back then. Oh well, okay. So by so by default, then yeah, that's how I, ju- I just meant in general. There was no music in the seventies. It was that's all made up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, everybody was black and white up until nineteen fifty eight ish. Yeah, we discovered color that year. Yeah, it wasn't advanced uh, photo technology or anything like that. Everybody was just literally monochrome, and that's how things were. <laughs> Sepia tone in some parts of the world. <laughs> All right, so we got Andre in our final four, so let's move back to the rock and wrestling and just wrap that all up. Okay. Okay. In the second round, we have Macho Man versus Hulk Hogan. Mmm, shit. Ooh. Uh, you said personal preference plays a part here? Absolutely. I would go out of my way to watch a young Macho Man match when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I would not go out of my way to watch a Hulk Hogan match. Well, wow, think of compare those two and just like finisher alone, flying elbow versus yep versus versus sitting down, yeah, like versus <laughs> sitting down forcefully, uh, true, and with and with meaning, yes, uh-huh. uh, Macho Man too. It's just here's 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 my criteria for this, by the way, that edges him ever so slightly over Hulk Hogan, the uh, the Macho Man sound mod for Left for Dead, <laughs> <laughs> simply because he gave birth to that. <laughs> <laughs> he gave birth to that. <laughs> then there's Bonesaw from Spider Man. Bonesaw. That's a TF2 mod. If you want to be specific. Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. <laughs> Good old Bonesaw yeah. McGraw. <laughs> <laughs> so that might have been his last name. It, it was. 
It was, yeah. yeah it totally well, it was. was yeah. It, Bone it, at least in the movie. He didn't have an established name in the comics, right? No. All right, the next matchup is Dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair. Oh, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes here against against that evil evil man wearing the Rolex watch, Ric Flair. And Woo! i got to be honest, baby. I can't do Ric Flair at all. Uh, Never mind. i, I got to be honest. <laughs> if I'm looking deep inside my soul... And I know exactly what the American Dream Dusty Rose is able to do. It is not beat Ric Flair in this bracket, baby. <laughs> uh, Dusty Rose is going to fall and fall mightily to Ric Flair, just like I did in the 1988 NWA World Championship match in Baltimore, Maryland, baby. And I lost. <laughs> there's many there's many things that Dusty Rose has, and one of them is a keen sense of self-awareness. I'm not going to win that match at all. <laughs> 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 My dust sense is going crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ric Flair also. Yeah. Yep. All right. Fair enough. So then our matchup for the winner to go into the final four of the rock and roll or rock and wrestling era. Macho Man versus Ric Flair. I got to go Flair. Flair entertained me well past the point of expiration for him. Like <laughs> uh, Ric Flair was still funny when he was like. 130 and pickled yeah and still good to watch in the ring like and mind you that was in 1998 yeah. he was 130 at the end of the century yeah <laughs> yes. and and if i look back you know the wrestlemania we went to the first one we went to 24 his retirement match was incredible um it still works it's still a great match uh and that was at like 60 like mm-hmm. like or 55 i think is how old he was when that match happened so yeah, Ric Flair. That, that's my pick. Now, you know what really blows about this is that um, uh, is that a hypothetical scenario would have to be in place in order to balance the scales fairly. Because Macho Man is very much fucking dead. Um, this is true. And he wasn't able to... Hey, Ric Flair should have been dead like ten times by now. <laughs> that's also true. But I guess, uh, I don't know, he knew his limits on the party bus. Well, I mean, between... The airline flight from hell, his own plane crash. Mm-hmm. He had a heart attack. He he's had several heart attacks. Probably. I was going to say one heart attack. He, and then he he almost died last year. I thought from... he made the heart attack his like finisher for a while. <laughs> 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 and then Shit. he falls down and pins the guy. Man, Jane. I'm... <laughs> he's doing the fucking leg drop to or the elbow drop to his. Uh, jacket and just yeah <laughs> <"Man!"> <laughs> Jean, nitro Woo! yeah you are on nitro rick flair no, no nitro, my nitro. <laughs> <laughs> and eric bischoff's just sitting there like i'm writing all this down <laughs> holy shit this is this good. is a good angle yeah um i keep thinking about what kind of matches macho man could have had had he lived through uh had, had he lived through like the uh the Attitude Era, or of, uh, shit, through the Monday Night Wars, even. He did, though. Which, which well, he was there for most, or part of it. He was there. Wait, no, 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 you're right. He was there through the NWO. He was part of the Wolfpack. Yeah, shit, you're right. He was in, uh, he was in the one, um, As McGase game, wasn't he? Yep. Ah. All right, And you well, see, you remember Ric Flair matches when he was old. You don't uh-huh. remember Macho Man matches when he was old. Oh, man, that's a good way of putting it. I'm pretty Ooh. sure Ric Flair at 9,000 years old and cousin of Methuselah right now yeah. could probably have a decent match of the broomstick. 
with zombie Andrew Andre the Giant <laughs> yes. at C2E2. And that's what yeah. the matchup's going to be, is zombie Ric yep. Flair, or zombie Andre the Giant versus Methuselah Flair. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be the smelliest fucking match of all time, <laughs> and it will break the arena. Yes. <laughs> People will be spilling out in the Lake Michigan, convinced that they have a good seat. <laughs> uh, Ric Flair. All right. Yeah. All okay. right. Went with it. All right. So our final four matchup is Ric Flair versus Andre the Giant. Correct. That's pretty goddamn good. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair. Mm. For all the reasons we just discussed. Yeah, pretty much. That, and even when Andre the Giant was alive, he didn't have... He had a Goldberg-esque repertoire, mm-hmm. being generous. And I'm not going to say it was because his uh, body eventually began to fail. It was just... His gimmick was that of a big dude who was big in the ring and did big dude shit. Yep. And I'm not a huge fan of big dudes. Like, even, like, the more active ones like Kevin Nash and whoever... Fuck, even the even the like the clever ones like you know Undertaker. That was pretty much what he did. He just like had massive chops. <laughs> sound like double dip shotgun going off in a fucking barn. And then he'd sit on. Yeah, you. Uh, that goes back to his impact on the business. Just this massive humanity who yeah. that no one's ever seen before. This big. Yeah, but let's 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 okay. This is what I should have done with the Macho Man scenario. Let's time machine this bitch. How do you imagine him keeping up with fucking A, even the big show right now? Well, it, it all depends on who's promoting it. Uh, Vince, cause, <laughs> because he's that kind of man, I guess. Now, his body's not failing him at this point. This is Andre the Giant in his prime, put up against big show right now. I don't even see him keeping up with that. Much I, less anybody else who's like three quarters the size of him. I don't either. And if we're going to do that, then Ric Flair mm-hmm. gets to go into the time machine in his prime. Yes. And I'm taking uh, I'm taking coked out of his mind 1988 Ric Flair. <laughs> mhm. 10 times out of Eight 10. 8 years on the way to the arena. Yeah. 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 It's it's Flair. Flair Ric Flair, Ric Flair had emergency carnival mirrors in his limo. R- Ric Flair wrestled effectively for 40 years. Mhm. That's the key word effectively. Yeah. yeah. Like wrap your head around that. Like end of Andre's career, Andre couldn't move. Mm-hmm. Ric Flair yeah. was still doing like fucking grade A matches in his retirement match. Towards the end of his career, Andre was being used as a spectacle like he was at the beginning of his career. Yeah. It's like, look at this mask. Yep. As a sideshow? Yeah. Eh, which is a sad way to go, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, Ric Flair gets a nod for me as well. That's Yeah, I, I would agree with that. All right, guys, so that'll wrap up episode 56. Uh, we are going to be back next week. Um, to discuss not only the second half of our bracket, but to pick the winner of the greatest male wrestling superstar of all time. At this time, you have seen WrestleMania and NXT TakeOver, and we haven't. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) go insert your favorite wrestler's name here. Um, Unless it's uh, Goldberg, and then no, fuck that. So that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Tune in next week. Uh, Same Cretan time, same Cretan channel. Next Tuesday. Tiki Tuesday. Yes, uh, Tiki (laughs) Tuesday. Uh, Drink a Mai Tai. Uh, And welcome to the guild to all your dogs and cats. This podcast is part of the Somebody's Network. You're never alone when you've got some buddies. On the count of three. 
Name your favorite podcast. One, two, three. Justin, Justin versus Justin. Justin. Whoa. Did we just become best friends? Best friends named Justin with the same name? Oh my god, but spelled differently? No way! Alright, you want to go do impressions out in the garage? Yes. Awesome, let's do it. Wow, this is so amazing. Justin versus Justin podcast. Now available on iTunes and YouTube.